But we're coming into a new year, a new beginning. That's, we watch the news, right? And the news and all the shows that are on now are going to be talking about 2015 in review. Thinking about what's coming ahead. We've got a lot going to happen in our nation. We've got a big year coming ahead for our nation. Jesus don't come back, it's going to be a big year. It's going to be, in my opinion, a very decisive year. We, as Christians, need to be praying for our nation. How many believe in prayer? We need to call on God to help our nation, to help our churches, the pastors, the members, everybody. We need to be praying. Because... Like I said, I believe it's a decisive time for us coming up in our, um, uh, this coming year for our nation. But our Christian walk, many times, it gets, um, it's a walk that we take daily. How many of us know we got ups and we got downs every day? Ups and downs, just like being on the water or walking through a, a land and going up and down hills and valleys. That's what our walk is like, and that's what our walk has been like since we put our faith in Jesus Christ. We didn't realize it and couldn't see it beforehand, but now we can see things and these little intricacies that take place. But as we come into this year, there'll be a lot of New Year's resolutions made. Um lose weight, exercise more, don't do this, do that. All these kinds of things come in. Many of them will be carried out. Maybe a change in your life that will forever be there. And that's great if it's a good change. Many of them will be for a little while and then they will fall by the wayside and we'll just wait for next year to make that decision. Again. I don't know, there's something about the calendar you know, you're already in this year, and if it's bad by, by April, it's probably going to be bad the rest of the year. That's a mindset that goes on, and we'll wait next year, then we'll pray. But you know what? New beginnings happen today. They happen right now. I told everybody when you came in this morning, I said, Happy belated Christmas, and uh, Merry belated Christmas, and Happy almost New Year. Because we're in the middle of it on this Sunday, but... Uh, we think about that as new beginnings and things, and, and rightfully so is a time that to, to focus on these kinds of things. we got the 21-day fast coming up next month in just a few days, a couple of weeks. That is going to be special for the church. Because we need God's guidance. We need God to lead us and guide us in all that needs to be done in the future. If you have your Bibles, turn to Philippians this morning, chapter 3. Um, let's see, let's do this. I want to focus on a couple of scriptures, but let's start reading in chapter 3, verse 10. And keep in mind that we're going to go through this year, we look at things of, of a remembrance of times and, and remembrance of some highlights. We've got some remembrances of some not-so-highlights through this past year. I'm sure every one of us has got a story to tell. Let's start in verse 10. I know, I want to know 
Christ. Yes, to know the power of the resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. we got a goal that's set ahead of us and we need to press on. That's what he's talking about. I'm pressing on. So whatever yesterday was, we still press on. Amen? Because we have a hope in Jesus Christ. We have the hope of heaven to being reunited with Him. And thank God for that hope. But notice he says something here. But one thing I do, what's the one thing he does? Forgetting what is behind. There's a lot of things that we can forget what's behind. How many of you know that you're saved, you've been saved, and the devil's still bringing back up stuff from 25 years ago? Still reminding you of it. Still pressing us. Reminding us of what happened last week. Reminding us of what happened yesterday. Reminding us of what happened maybe this morning as we're getting ready to come to church. I don't know. But he likes to remind us about one thing. And that's our sins. He won't remind us of the good things that God has done. He likes to remind us of our sins. What's been behind us. He likes to remind us. And for whatever reason, I don't understand. We let that bother us. He reminds us of all these past things. But yet, don't we know that in Christ Jesus we are saved? Don't we know that the blood of Jesus has made us free? Has cleansed us from all unrighteousness? And yet we walk on the road sometimes of following the devil and looking back. And tell him, he tells us, you're not worthy. You're not worthy. Don't you remember this? Well, let me tell you something. If you go on over in the book of Philippians there, I think he tells us a little bit of something else. Or over in the book of Hebrews, he tells us that, that he will forgive us of our sins, that he will take away he will, our, our iniquities and our evil and the evil works, that he will throw them away and he won't remember them. So we go to God a lot of times asking for forgiveness from something we've already been forgiven for because the devil has got on our back. What happens when he gets on our back? We get like this. And we need to be remembering that we have been set free. We have been forgiven. But he likes doing it. Why does he like doing it? Because it works. Why does he keep on doing it? Because it works. If he can get you down for two days or two months or two years, 
before you realize and come to your senses about what's going on, before you really call upon God and say, Lord, I need this to go away from me. I need from this mindset to leave me. Then sometimes we walk down here because we forget. And that's exactly the thing we need to do is we need to forget about those sins. You take Paul, for instance. Paul... Murdered a lot of Christians, or it was at his hand, it was at his discretion, it was at his leadership. Can you imagine the place that he would be if he stayed there all the time? All these books of the Bible wouldn't probably been written because he wouldn't have been listening to God. He'd have been having an old pity party, living where the devil wanted him to live. And I'm sure he had those moments. The Bible's not really clear about all of that. I know he went to God and asked him about taking something from him, a thorn in the flesh, and the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. My grace was sufficient to get you through it before it happened. My grace is sufficient to get you through it now. My grace is sufficient. And that was enough for Paul to be able to keep moving on. And so when we come into this new year, we need to be thinking like that. 2014, or 2015 is gone. I'll be right in 2016, or I mean 2015, when the month year changes. It's already gone behind us. Whatever happened yesterday, it can't be undone. And if Jesus Christ has set us free, if we have repented and we've taken that to Him, it's, it's over. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. Is that real word or not? That's out of the Bible. He likes to take us down these roads, and he, we need these are things that we have to forget about. Don't live back there. We forget about that. We need to forget about some things that we beat ourselves up over. Uh, the wish list, you remember? Wish I'd done this. Wish I hadn't have done that. It's, if only I'd have done this. Well, by the way, if you'd have did that, you really don't know what the outcome would have been. You're only just talking to yourself. And the devil likes taking you there too. Wish I'd have done this. I wish I, I've went through that. I don't know about you, but I have. Ain't a sweetie. <laughs> but if you get to that place and you start thinking like that, you get down. There's been times that I've had that wish list and saying, you know what, I did this. I wish I hadn't have done that. So, well, I should have never done this. Should have never walked on this road because now when I'm on this road, this is where I'm at. And all the while the devil is feeding into it and he gets you just getting lower and lower and lower. The only way that we come ahead is when we learn to forget those things. When we learn to put those things behind us, what's in the past is in the past. And we're moving forward. Ain't that what New Year's resolutions is about? We look forward to the new year. We look forward to the new crops. We're going to be planting crops soon. We're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to a new harvest. But the devil likes to take us to places, and Paul tells us here, we need to forget what is behind and keep our eyes forward forward on what lies ahead of us 
Remember Peter? Old Peter. I like talking about Peter a lot because I can, I don't know if I'm going to use the right word here, but I think you'll get it. I, I can assimilate with Peter a lot of times. Big old feet go into my mouth all the time. Take one out long enough to stick the other one in. Peter told Jesus that he would stand by him no matter what. Jesus said, no, i got something else to tell you. Before morning comes, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. Peter did that. Peter had the opportunity to stand up for Jesus on that fateful night. Now, he may have been crucified too by standing with him. We don't know. That's, that's all speculation. But we know what happened. He denied him three times, and on the third time, he used some bad language and did it. And then he went out and he wept bitterly. And he could have lived there for the rest of his life and never served Jesus. He knew who he was. He walked with him. As a matter of fact, he had another opportunity earlier in his life when Jesus said, come to me. He gets out of the boat and he starts skipping across the water. He had a high moment, but then he had another low moment. He missed the opportunity to be able to give God glory. And many times we do the same thing. We miss the opportunity to praise God. I'm going to give you one right now. Give him some praise. Amen. And we can do it inside of the church. That's easy. Sometimes it's not so easy out in the world, but that's where we really need to shine. That's where we really need to shine so that He gets the glory, so that other people can know about Him. I may not have all the answers, but if I can let the light shine, maybe they're going to go ask somebody else that does. Don't we trust God? I don't have to have the answers, but pride sometimes likes to get in the way, and then we don't do anything, and then we have opportunities that we wished we'd have done something for the Lord, and then we don't. And who comes along? Mr. Devil. Remember what you did in 1975, boy? Oh, by the way, you didn't do nothing today for Jesus. You had the opportunity, and you did absolutely nothing. Don't he do that? We've got to forget those things. Because what's been done, you can't undo it, right? I've just said something about me sticking my feet in my mouth. I can't take that back. It's already recorded. It's already in your ears. Those words are out. They ain't coming back. Can't do nothing about it. Can apologize. Can ask for forgiveness. But other than that, it's still there. It don't go away. And the devil likes for us to live there. Amen? He likes us to live there. Why? Because we're nothing without Jesus. And he don't want us to see that we're anything with Jesus. He don't want us walking on that road with the Lord. A new year's coming. So whatever was going on in 2015 is gone. Can't resurrect it. Might try to resurrect it, but it ain't going to happen. It's there. Water under the bridge. things that are in the past what about this one what about what somebody has done to me is that the big one 
what somebody's done to me, done or said to me. Can't undo it, can you? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I got some things I love to undo, but I, it's not going to happen. You can't take it back. Am I the only one? Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Self-righteousness is flowing good today. See, I did it again. That was the right foot. The devil likes to take those moments and put them off on the big screen and replay them over and over and over and over. He said this, or she said that, or this one done that, or this one did this, or Megan used to sing the, the little little song, It Was Cute, years ago. You know, well, the preacher didn't even shake my hand. You remember that song she used to do it? Brother Murphy, excuses, Brother Murphy used to get her to do it about every other Sunday. Did you have an axe to grind or something? <laughs> I did it again. That was the left foot. Trying to get the message across. And God's still using it today. But that's the kinds of things that come up. And it might happen inside your own house with the husband and wife. Charles, you're going to be a newlywed soon. <laughs> Pay attention. Because you're going to have those moments, my friend. I'm going to tell you that now. And anybody else that's thinking about getting married, there's going to be times that she's right and you're wrong. And it's hard to, it's hard to swallow that one. Oh, and there's times that she's wrong and you're right. And it's hard to let that one go too. Because we like pounding it in. Don't we? We like pounding it in. You remember last Thursday? I was right. I've been wrong every time since. But last Thursday, I was right. And we keep living back there. And we keep that strain happening. And the devil likes for that to go on. I know all these married people know exactly what I'm talking about. We're laughing it off now going, man, that just hit home. Because it's in everybody's house. Anybody says it ain't, they ain't telling the truth. Amen, sweetie. But we get caught up into that. And the thing is, is whenever that comes in and it keeps us from serving God, it's a bad thing and it's something that needs to be forgotten. He said, she said, well, what about forgiveness? If you receive forgiveness from Jesus, you've got to give forgiveness. As simple as that. I can't lay it any other way. If you receive forgiveness from Jesus, you've got to give forgiveness. If you can't do that, you've got to reevaluate your relationship with the Lord. I can't make it any simpler or any lighter than that. And so we have these things, and this is what he's talking about. There's some things I need to forget about. Because I can't take it back. The person that hurt me or the person that done something to me, they can't take it back. And the only next place to go is to the place of forgiveness and letting the Lord's light shine. That's the only way it can happen. That's moving forward. Those are things to wish for. Those are things to, to know that we've got to let it go. We have to be able... In this coming year, to apply these principles right here, these principles, forgetting what's behind and pressing on. Because otherwise, we stop. 
If we don't forget, we're not pressing on. The two can't work. That's what the Bible says. Am I right on this? So he, Paul, he's giving us good advice. How can he give us such good advice? Because he lived it. He was there that day holding the coats and saying, throw another rock at him when Stephen was on the ground, when Stephen had just preached a message. He's holding the coats, throw another one at him. He goes to the Sanhedrin and says, hey, I need a decree. I need some paperwork here so I can head to the other town because there's more of these Christians out there and what they're teaching is wrong. Have we ever heard that? And they give it to him. And by the way, on his way to one of these towns, Damascus, he has an encounter and his life gets changed. And from that moment forward, his life gets changed. There's a fellow in the Old Testament by the name of Joseph. Coat of many colors. We remember him? Dolly Parton had a show on the other night, Coat of Many Colors, and I fell asleep on it. I'm not saying it wasn't good. It's just, it was so good I went to sleep. I like saw it come on. I remember the little girl going into the church with the makeup on and about getting beat half to death because she showed up in church with makeup on and getting ready to sing for Jesus with her guitar. That's about all I remember about it. But we know it worked out because she's Dolly. Dolly Wood, Dolly everything. <laughs> but uh, Joseph, he knew how to let it go. You know, he may have spent his entire walk that he had over those years from the time that he was sold into slavery by his brothers Maybe that was the time God was working on him to that, that very moment when he was reconciled with them again that instead of having them killed, he loved them. He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. I don't know, maybe that was the whole time frame that it had to work up to that before he was ready spiritually. That's a lesson for us. Brother Danny, can I pick on you? I'm not going to choke you or nothing, but this young man may not be where everybody else is spiritually. Understand? And that's where forgiveness has to come in. Maybe he, maybe, I'm not saying you ain't, but I can pick on you and not get in trouble, I think. But that's where we're headed to. You see, you don't always forget what people have done to you. But there's something about when Jesus gets a hold of you and gets into your heart that it just don't carry the same weight as it did before. There's no power in those moments unless we give it power. And when Jesus comes in, what they said, you know, I don't care who's got the knife in your back and twisting it and yanking and doing all these things. It just doesn't hurt the same when Jesus is inside. And the more we grow, the more we're able to see. The more we're able to know, okay, I've got to get on my face for Brother Danny. Because he's letting this thing eat him up. And I've got to get on my face because there's nothing I can do. But Jesus can. And someday, as long as he learns to forget and press on, he will get to that place too. And somewhere in his life, 
there's going to be another young Danny coming along, and he's going to say, I've been on that road, and I know what I've got to do. I've got to pray. I've got to take it to the Lord. I've got to do what I can to teach him. But most of all, the only way that change happens, the only way that happens is when the Holy Spirit does something in here. Teach all you want. Learn the Bible backwards, forwards, and in five languages until it gets in here and the Holy Ghost is doing his work. It don't get fixed. So we got to let him come in and do his work. So as we move forward to this next year, there's some things that's in the past, they got to stay there. Not saying that you don't deal with it. Yes, there's a time to deal with it, but some things ain't as important as we like to make them. Is it going to edify Christ? Is it going to edify the church? Otherwise, is it going to edify me? Otherwise, it's back there. Let's grow with Jesus. That's what he's teaching us. Now go to Psalm 77. As... As I was, uh, you remember me telling you about being in, in Nepal several years ago and that one night that I had that was just, I felt the darkness. It had weight. Prayer was not doing any good. The scripture was not, it's because of my own, I guess, uh, immaturity. But it was bad. It was bad. Those moments can happen. Until I got with some brothers and we prayed through that this happened. But what ended up happening was you had all these pastors that come in and join the church from all over this place. And God knew that a few years later an earthquake's going to come. And these are going to be the guys that's going out and ministering and helping. He knew what he was doing. The devil didn't know, but the devil knew something was coming. I really believe that. Not that I'm anything special. I'm not. But God did something in those days the devil saw it coming, and he was trying to oppress it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever had that oppressive thing come on you, and it's just a weight? You feel like it won't go away? Let's read this one. Psalm 77. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord. At night, I stretched out untiring hands, and I would not be comforted. I remembered you, God, and I groaned. I meditated, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my songs in the night. My heart meditated, and my spirit asked, Will the Lord reject forever? Will He never show His favor again? Has His unfailing love vanished forever? Has His promise failed for all time? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has He in anger withheld His compassion? That's a man that is in a low place. He's been crying out to God and he hasn't received the answer. He is still oppressed. Whatever is on him is on him. And he's put this in here and he is crying out to God and he's wondering, where are you, Lord? Why aren't you answering? Why aren't you giving me some relief in this? 
Then I thought, to this I will appeal the years when the Most High stretched out His right hand. When the Most High stretched out His right hand. If you're saved today, you've got a starting point to look back and know that God stretched out His hand to deliver you. We've got a starting point to come out of this place of oppression. We have a starting point to know that God does answer prayers. Might not have been mine. Might have been grandma's. Might have been a pastor. Might have been my wife. But God answered a prayer. And this man knows that. I'm going to go back. In verse 11, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. It's good to remember those things. The other stuff we talked about, we don't need to be remembering. But the things that God has done is the things that we remember. Because that's what picks us up. That's what takes us out of that place of darkness where the enemy wants to take us down. It's good to know that we can remember the miracles of long ago. The fact that you and I are saved is a miracle. The fact that God had put in His Word that He was going to send the Savior and it came about, we just celebrated it. It is a miracle because nobody could stop that. That was God's plan. The fact that a virgin was pregnant with a baby from God Almighty, the fact that he was born in a manger probably a cold night and he survived, that is a miracle. The fact that Herod wanted to take Jesus down, that is a miracle because he spoke to Joseph who had to believe in faith that she hadn't been fooling around. He knew what was going on. So these are the things that we have. We have to study the Word of God and remember what these are. These are not just stories that try to make us feel good. These are stories of what God has done. And by the way, the book of Acts ain't over yet. The church is still here. The church is still growing. And God is still working. And we all have testimonies. Amen? We need to give God some praise right now. Let me get a breath. Amen. You know our story. The fact that Sweetie has been healed from what she had tells me God is still on the throne and there's nothing we can face. He can't come in and take control of. I have that moment. Our family has that moment. This church. This church has that moment. Because it was many of you standing around that night. It was many of you that's been hearing the prayers. It's many of you that were there when she got prayed for. He hears our prayers. And that tells me that God is very faithful. We've got to remember that He is faithful. No matter where we have walked, no matter where you're at today, God is faithful. Jesus Christ took our punishment. He bled and died. He was raised from the dead for you, for me. And He loves us. we got to remember that. Before I was ever born, He loved me. He knew all about me. He knew how I was going to come into this world. He knew some of the obstacles I was going to face. He knew. But He loved me. And He loves you. Hang on to that on those dark times. God loves me. 
You might say, well, Ken, I know you, and I don't, well, I can't help that. He loves me. And all my imperfections, he loves me. And he said, I'm going to make you into something for my glory. And that's all that I need to want. So, he will stand. He said he was going to finish this work that he started in me. He said he was going to do it in you. And you can take that to the bank, friends. Some things we've got to let go and forget about. Because the devil, don't give him that, that ground. But think on and remember who God is in his love. Amen? His love. If we could ever get into our spirits about God's love, oh my. And I'm not saying you get to live how you want to live. I'm saying that when we get into our spirits how much He loves us, you don't live how you want to live. You start serving God because you love Him back. We're able to receive the love that He's given to us. While we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ went to the cross for us. He loves us. Brother Randy, God loves you. Now, these two might have times they might not love you so much, but He loves you. Amen. And that's how we press on. Our relationship with God. He loves me. He loves me. That breaks my heart to know where I've been. And he loved me enough to save me. And on this walk that I'm on, he's still loving on me. Do y'all feel the same way? I don't deserve to be loved on by God. But he loves me, D. He walked through you to give me my time. The power of prayer. Y'all know how I feel about the power of prayer. And he said, here's something to remind you when you're looking in the mirror. He loves me. No matter what happens today, no matter what I might do today, he loves me. And we got to hang on to that. No matter what you've said to your wife or your husband or your brother, your sister, your friend, your children, your children to you, whatever, Hang on to God loves me. And forget about the stuff that will drag you down. That's the key to going through this next year. As a church, that's the key of going through this next year. Getting God's work done. He loves me. Can you say that? He loves me. You got to hear it. You got to hear it. He loves me. Thank God he loves me. And I has not seen or ever heard or entered into the hearts of men the things that God has in store. No matter what blessings have flown that come through our lives, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. And the devil don't want you to see that nothing. Amen? But he loves you.
Somebody got a song on their heart? Just sing it then. What told you that? The Bible. God's Word. Get in it every day, and you will grow close to God. Amen. And the more you get, the more you want. And pray. We're going to pray tonight. We're going to have prayer, sir. We won't be here, by the way. We will be gone to Sweetie's moms and dads for a few days and have Christmas with them. But come in and pray tonight. Fill out your prayer request because so much God has done. Why? Because He loves us. And these are things we get to hold on to. Brother Berkeley is probably going to move to the summit today. Can we give God some praise on that? He just had surgery last week. And so he's moving ahead pretty good. Looking forward to getting back on his feet and doing a little traveling. And I'm looking forward to it for him. I'm praying for that. Because he was, he's been in a lot of pain for a long time. But see, God's doing something. And we get to pray for that. Amen. We get to pray for that. And prayer makes a difference. Brother Terry's sitting back here. Had a big grin on his face this morning, had that back surgery, and he's out and about because God has worked. He has answered our prayers. Brother, we prayed for you. So many more, so many more praying and seeking God. And I want us to close out this morning with prayer. If you'll stand to your feet. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to step forward. If you haven't gotten, I, hope, I pray that I was able to get across what God wanted this morning. To know we don't have to live back here. We don't have to let these back things come and knock us down. But God loves us. And He's got a future for us. He's got a future for us, Ben. You hear that? If He comes back today, our future's in heaven. If not, and we may have some battles. I'm not telling you that everything's going to be all sunshine and roses for the next year. There's going to be some battles, but during this battle time, remember what you learned this morning. God loves you. And He will stand by you. He is faithful. He is as faithful as anybody. He is, nobody is as faithful as He will be. But we got something to pray for this morning. Sister Marcia Smith fell and broke her pelvis and her wrist. She's at home this morning with a lot of pain. And I want us to pray for her. Could one of you all come up and stand for her? Trevor, anybody else, if you have a prayer need this morning, I want to ask that you'll come and let us pray for you. Lay hands on us, the Bible teaches.
and have prayer. Because God can make the difference. 